Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Great to have your company as well on a Wednesday morning here on Summer Brecky. Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell with you. We've both, Scoob, really enjoyed the Big Bash uh, this year. It is racing uh, towards uh, the pointy end of its tournament this year, but there's been storylines uh, everywhere. So we're wrapped to have uh, the head of it, the boss of the BBL, on with us this morning. Alistair Dobson, good morning and uh, welcome to SEN. Good morning, guys. Great to chat. Well, it just feels like the BBL's got a real foothold, I want to say again, but, I mean, it's good storylines, good cricket. The crowds are up. Um, Al, the, the TV ratings are up also, as Scoob was just telling us a little bit earlier on in the program this morning. So there's no reason not to be uh, really excited about the, the campaign and the tournament you've had thus far. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. The the All the things you've just mentioned are exactly what we look at and, and track really closely, and it was a big build-up to this season. Lots of uh, you know thoughts around how we'd rebound from from a couple of really tough years, and a lot of work from from the league and from our clubs and the players have been awesome. So, um, yeah, it's, it's come together well. We're looking forward to a really tight end to the season as well, and, and a great final series. There's obviously uh, a lot of talk around, and there always is, the length of the season. Now, we know it's it's going to be reduced at some point from its 61 down to, to 43, and the new broadcast rights deal would appear to be an opportune time and central to that. Is there any chance, though, that it could happen next year, Alistair? I mean, would you like it to happen next year? Yeah, I mean, right now we're obviously focused on finishing this season off as strongly as we can. And, and once we've done that, we'll we'll sit down with our clubs and our broadcast partners and the players and and have a look at what's the best structure for next year. I think there's, there's certainly some interest and, and discussion around trying to bring the, the shortened season, if you like, forward a year. It's, it's not as straightforward as it might sound, mm, but, mm. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work closely on that. If it's the right thing to do, I'm sure it'll, it'll be done. Oh, so is there opportunity to keep taking um, the Big Bash to the regional areas? That, that crowd in Coffs Harbour yeah. last night looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we, we've seen a, a number of games this year. Cairns was, was amazing. I think we're expecting a big crowd in, in Canberra over the next couple of nights and, and Coffs Harbour. And I don't know if you saw the game in Albury. Don't, don't call Canberra out in the rural, the regional areas. They'll be after you, Alistair. <laughs> well, we saw, as I said, we saw a big game in, in, in Albury as well. And, and I think, um, you know, that's been one of the great things of the BBL taking you know, elite cricket to, to regional areas. I think that those people in, in Coffs Harbour that were there last night seeing Steve Smith do what he did firsthand, I think, will be will be remembered for a long time. Yeah, P, yeah PM, he was only joking. He was only joking when he said that. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, actually, just bigger picture stuff as well, Al, whether you'd, you'd like to be, and I think they've admitted them themselves, but better be better protected by CA. I mean, it did take marketing money to lure, and Steve Smith was magnificent last night, but David Warner and him back to the league this year. I mean, to ask bluntly, I mean, does, does the competition need more money? Does it need a boost when it comes to the salary cap, which I think sits at around, or just under $2 million a club? Yeah, I think the the world cricket landscape is really dynamic at the moment, shifting a lot. We've we've heard and talked a lot about other leagues around the world, and whether it's within our window or, or at other times. And, and I think it's such an important factor for the BBL to be competitive globally and and also locally. We've got such big names, and we, again, we see, we've seen over the past few days just how much interest and excitement those the biggest name Australian players can bring to the competition. So it's not not just a combination of more money but mm. but but how we just how we distribute it, the, the contracting models that we have, but also 
from an overseas player perspective, they just love coming and playing in the, in the BBL in Australia and big crowds and great venues. So while money's important, there's, there's also a number of other things that we, we look at really closely from a BBL perspective around making their experience as good as it can be. Elsa, how closely do you talk to the other jurisdictions? I mean, you know, South Africa have just launched their their 2020 season, if you like. The UAE's got a tournament on that's starting to infringe on what we, we do here. I, I mean, uh, where do you where do you start to push and where do you start to shove? Mm. Yeah, I've, I've, clearly our first priority is to make sure the BBL's as good as it can be and, and the work that's gone into this season and some of the, the early results we're seeing are really encouraging. That, that's our number one priority, but but obviously we chat to, to at different times through the ICC and through directly to different governing bodies around around their timing and their leagues and uh, it's it's ongoing and, and obviously there's a couple of competitions that have started in our in our window this year and uh, you know we'll watch them closely and continue to discuss with them how we can all you know get I guess grow the pie and, and make sure everyone's getting the opportunity to deliver the best competitions they can. Alan, overseas player draft was obviously introduced ahead of this season that we're in the thick of at the moment, but there's obviously talk of an ongoing domestic draft that has some support. I mean, but as we know, there's some clubs and players that I guess are synonymous with each other that I'm not sure if you'd be reluctant to upset too much and maybe make some players immune from that. I mean, where does this debate and conversation sit at the moment? Yeah, we were really happy with the results from the overseas player draft. It was the first attempt or the first foray from the BBL into a new era of contracting and new models. So that, that gave us great encouragement that there's something in it. I think clearly we would always look to protect the, the affinity, if you like, of, of certain players with their clubs, the loyalty, and not only with the club, but with the fans. And But, but that said, as we enter a, a new MOU sort of period with, with the players, I think there's there's joint interest in, in making sure that the way the BBL is set up, whether it's the size of the salary cap or the contracting models that, that are put around it uh, are as effective and, and I guess sophisticated as they need to be to make sure the best players are playing and the competition isn't is as even as possible. So, you know, whether it's a draft or, or an improvement in the current model or other things, they're, they're all definitely discussions that are happening and uh, and, and encouraging that, that we're all aligned in, in the importance of making sure the BBL stays competitive globally and, and locally. Oh, what are you doing about the roof, Alistair? <laughs> Well, it was it was pretty phenomenal. I mean, for it to, I think it's happened once in the history of the BBL, and then mm. hit it twice in an innings. Just probably shows, probably sums up the season we're having. To be honest, in terms of, you know, any, any possible uh, point of interest is is happening in one year. I'm a bit torn. I I, uh, I understand the history of why, when you hit the roof, it's a six, and and also understand the argument around it being a dead ball. I think what it's done is create really interesting and and to be frank, great discussion for the for the BBL. Something we'll look at post season, obviously, in terms of whether it needs to change that said it probably never happened again so um it was uh, it was interesting uh, and and great discussion alistair is one hand off the roof any chance at all odds on well i would say <laughs> if the bbl is anything it's innovative and prepared to try different things so i wouldn't write off any scenario i think um you know we've whether it's the power surge that we've brought in and and i think has had a huge impact i think relevant and and innovative rules are, are always front of mind for us so i wouldn't uh <laughs> It's not right anything off. I love it. I love it. It certainly, it certainly gained some traction, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, it's it's been great to have, you know, guys of the calibre, you know, big names in the sport like Andre Russell, Faf Duplessis and the like come to play in the Big Bash, albeit not necessarily for a long time. So I'm sure it fits in with all the things we've just been talking about. But And where it sits in your priority list to have these guys not only come f- for a short time, but have them for a long time as well. That's right at the top, yeah. I think we've seen, as I said, we've seen this year – 
when you've got the best players playing and playing with each other and, and against each other, I think it's been a big factor in, in some of the success we've had. So we, we, we've learned a lot about the overseas player market this year through the draft and, and talking to agents and players around what it would take for them to come and play in the BBL. We've got a really clear picture of that. We, we made some progress this year and I think as we look at new contracting models and salary caps and, and get to know the, the landscape a bit more, uh, yeah, it's, it's right at the top of the list and we've, we're pretty optimistic that you know, we'll, we'll continue to improve that. I think you know, the, obviously the, the, the new structure of the competition over the next couple of years with, with less games will definitely help that. Mm. Um, we've already heard from agents that so that's a good move from their perspective and you know, we, we've been really encouraged by that and I think uh, you know, we, we saw it this year and hopefully more next year. Alistair, the numbers from a purely a, a television point of view look good. Have you guys been happy with the response from the general public in, in watching the BBL on the telly? Yeah, we've, we've been uh, wrapped with, with the progress crowds and TV audiences and, and the numbers. And I think, you know, when you look at the ratings and, and some estimates around streaming numbers, so, you know, it's, it's difficult to get a pure number these days because... There's so many different ways people watch, but you know our broadcast has been amazing. The, the the show they've been able to put on, underpinned by such amazing cricket, I think, you know the, the numbers we look at, you know every morning pretty closely. We, we we look at other sports like you know the AFL and NRL and Friday night footy's the sort of the the, the marquee slot, and, and BBL's doing the, that vicinity of numbers every night of the week. So it's really encouraging for us that the product's landing well and and viewers are engaging with it, and obviously. Um, you know, such so many close games, and we've had five of the t- all-time highest scores, five of the top seven all-time highest scores this season alone. So, the cricket's been amazing, and and the viewers have been responding. Uh, before we let you go, Alistair, I've got to get a tip off. Big sample size. I've got to get a tip off you for the title. I mean, the Sixers and Scorchers right at the top of the tree again. And just uh, how strong your appetite must be for this Saturday, Steve Smith, David Warner. Yeah, it's been on, it's been on everyone's calendar for a little while since since Steve you know agreed to play with. With the Sixers, I think that's that's going to be a pretty landmark day. I think we're expecting a big crowd, if if not a sellout at the SCG, and it'll be pretty pretty interesting to see how that plays out. The 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 public have responded well. In terms of a tip, it's hard to go past the first two. They've been the best two clubs in the in the history of, of yep. the competition, the Scorchers and the Sixers, and they they seem to just know how to get the job done. Oh, I think uh, the Renegades have been there and they're about, and I think uh, and I think after a couple of tough years, they've got a good balance in their list, and they've you're certainly playing with lots of passion and. Um, I, I think if you're after a smoky, they'd be there. But, um, you know, I, th- I think the Scorchers, if they finish top, we'll get a couple of home finals in Perth, and that's always pretty hard to beat. Great to talk to you, mate. Really appreciate your time this morning. I know things uh, would be hectic for you, but we've loved the season thus far. Can't wait to see what it offers up next. So appreciate your time this morning. Anytime. Thanks a lot.